took about 30 years to really get to full maturation. And that, it took that long because there was a lot of infrastructure that had to be built out. You had to put up the satellites, you had to create the smartphones, you had to lay the fiber optic cables, right? That takes a long time. With blockchain technology, it's essentially just software. Right, so software. So that, you're gonna see hyper growth and it ha will happen a lot faster than the internet did. All right, then I'm gonna let listeners know we're gonna keep talking and I'm probably gonna break this into two episodes. It's kind of fun. Okay, so, great, uh, I would we'll love to, yeah, 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 Dave. So, so let me give you an example. Um, Bitcoin has been on this planet for 10 years. And Bitcoin's value roughly, uh, you know, today is about $90 billion. That's a pretty big honeypot. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. nobody, and I'm talking state at the state level, at the, the NSA level, mm -hmm. has been able to crack that blockchain. Mm. And people have tried, believe me. <laughs> you have people in the government so, trying to do it just well, to see? Well, I mean, I think, I think you know, uh, there's, mm. there is a lot of, um, probably a lot of groups who would like to see this fail. Mm -hmm. Right, um, because right. Think about it. Uh, oh. You're you're threatening fiscal and monetary policy of yeah, governments yeah, around yeah. the world. Wow. Um, so so yeah, and mm. and as of yet, right, b the Bitcoin network has not been successfully hacked. Well, let's let's shift gears a little bit away sure. from that because I could talk about that for a long time and just keep <laughs> pressing on that. But uh, let's talk about some of the companies that are getting involved in sure. blockchain that are. They're starting up, they're getting venture funding. What are they doing? Yeah, they're building much like in the early 90s with the internet and all these companies were raising capital and they were working on building out the internet's infrastructure, okay? For mass scale adoption um, and use. And that, that same narrative is taking place in, right now with blockchain technology. So mm -hmm. a lot of these companies raising capital are building out the underpinning infrastructure for mass acceptance of uh, digital assets around the world. Is, is, that, is that because, okay, blockchain technology essentially does exist. It's taking companies that should be adopting it and transitioning to using that technology, creating tools that move them in that direction? Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, there's a lot of B2B business. There's a lot of um, infrastructure being built out to to onboard people into the digital mm -hmm. economy, mm -hmm. right? Where you have to take your fiat currency yeah. and convert that over to a yeah. digital currency. A lot of the infrastructure is around that, mm -hmm. um, creating those bridges, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, essentially- They're creating on-ramps? Yeah, on-ramps. They're creating legitimacy. Um, Wall Street mm -hmm. is working to basically- build out an infrastructure to make the asset class an institutionalized asset class, wow. which we are not very wow. far away from. Um, mm -hmm. Intercontinental Exchange, which is the largest exchange owner in the world and they own the New York Stock Exchange, they are working on launching a digital exchange called BACT and that is going to be probably launched here in the next quarter or two. What will that do? It's a, well, think of it's a New York Stock Exchange equivalent 
for digital assets. Wow. Yeah. So digital assets <laughs> right now. When you use the term digital assets, digital tokens, basic, even tokens. Yeah. These are these are monetary units. That's right. Okay. They're bearer instruments. Is there anything else is there anything uh, bearer instruments so they could be even bonds, digital right. bonds and things yeah, like digital that. Bonds, could you have digital bonds. Companies going to go public with just digital stock? Yes. Wow. You're getting this. You're uh, connecting uh, the dots. Uh, uh. Tesla's going to digitize their stock. You can buy Tesla on the New York Stock Exchange or you can buy it a digital version of Tesla, but guess what? These well, these exchanges, yeah. unlike the New York Stock Exchange, uh, exchange they are open twenty four hours yeah, a day, yeah, yeah. seven days a week, three hundred sixty five huh. days a huh. year. They never shut down. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So you're gonna, they're going to, in essence, like supercharge global commerce wow. is going to happen. It's going to be a 24-hour day, sports seven day betting too. Oh, Although crazy. that happens, you don't need, but you don't, okay, so here's, I'm going to ask you to, to <laughs> go with me on this one. Okay, let's hear it. Will blockchain technology change sports betting in a way that you or I, if we were into it, would even understand or see? So, you know, so the narrative for, for uh, blockchain technology is already pretty, robust within um, gambling and within gaming because you because of the level of transparency that you have on a blockchain. So you can see payouts and what have you on a public blockchain. Also- Well, well before you go any further, yeah. who cares? Like if I win <laughs> or I lose, I know what I made, right? What do I need to- I'm not going to go dig into some code and look at the transparency of a transaction, am I? Sure. So um, so let me give you an example. I um, uh, Not through the fund. This is my own- um, investment I made. I invested in a um, online poker uh, company that was built on top of the EOS platform. It's a, a protocol layer token, and essentially, they what you purchase is a dividend token, and you get a percentage of the daily house rake hmm. off of that, hmm. right? And it's paid out to you every day. And I have, because it's on that platform resides on a public blockchain, I can see all their profits and I can see their payouts. And I know that I have complete transparency. But couldn't so that be done without blockchain? Um, I mean, can't in, 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 in theory, it could. But here's, here's the even better solution. You know, and I don't know if you've tried um, playing on on these traditional kind of online poker sites. It's very difficult to get your money into them because they're all offshore, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. The DOJ deems right, you know, online right. poker is legal, so you you have to you know essentially use a credit card. Yeah, right. A credit card be allowed, or or yeah. or you know, or or ACH funds or what have you. It's very difficult to get your funds into those sites, and then when you want to redeem out of them, it's extremely hard and time consuming. Mm to get your money back. Mm. With digital tokens, you literally now can onboard, um, I'm not condoning this, I understand. by I any understand. sense. Yeah, but you can, I'm just giving you an example. You narrative. can do whatever you want yeah, without you, government yeah, intervention. Exactly. And you can, wow. so you can basically send them uh, your Bitcoin, mm -hmm. you can gamble, and then you can pull your Bitcoin out immediately and there's no delay and there's no fee structure hmm. involved. So it, 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 it accentuates yeah. and makes uh, playing, gambling, and gaming a lot easier. It also makes illicit, all kinds of illicit activity easy. It, it does make it easier, but so does the US dollar. I mean, honestly. No, but I mean, all kinds of horrible things that, you know, I mean, you can, 
uh, all, all kinds of horrible things can be done using digital currency and it's not able to be controlled at all. Well, I would say the same thing for the I mean, inter- human trafficking for, and everything sure, else, all but this I would, stuff can I be would done. say the same for the internet, right? And for, for, and US dollars is used for black markets and used for nefarious activity mm. more so than any other mm. currency on the world. So it's, it's, yes, yeah, but you, you can, can track that way. Easier. You can, no, you can't actually. Really? So you can track because they're public ledgers yeah. and they and they have complete transparency. The government can track transactions on these blockchains. And really? they can't do that with and physical ha- dollars. Well, that's true. But with, and will they have access to them? Yes, they will. It's because a public of- blockchain. So literally you can huh. see transactions and where they go and how much they go into what wallets. You don't huh. have that ability, that transparency yeah. with the dollar. Wow. So it's better. Mm. People, that's a misnomer. Mm-hmm. People think, well, wait a second. This is, you know, this is, uh, you know, going to be used for nefarious activities yeah. and and money it's laundering not, and, and money laundering. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not trackable, but they're they're completely mm. wrong. It's so just the opposite. I would think that that's. I'm sure there are companies that are looking into that, or the government, oh, where they're sure. creating these on ramps to be able to examine these kinds of there transactions. Are. Absolutely. Now they these. Even if you find the transaction on a blockchain, it's still anonymous until you track. Somehow you have to be able to track who that. Gets yeah, to, you right? have to basically be able to, uh, you know, f- track and and associate that wallet address with a person. Yeah. Well, does that mean that you and I are no longer anonymous? <laughs> or is that only for governmental approved, like I got a court order, I'm going to find this out? Yeah, and there there are groups. Out there that are focusing on that. So all this stuff doing has forensics. to be. Yeah, all this stuff has to be figured of, out. That's yeah. right. But that mm-hmm. is what the, part of the capital is being goes yeah. to to mm-hmm. to basically yeah. bid up the infrastructure. But to your for this. point, it actually you know if there were a mechanism for a government to be able to track down people who are doing these terrible things, sure. it's probably easier to track than it is than cash. It is. Wow. It is. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want to shift gears one more or maybe two more times. Sure. So. Getting back to BXE Capital, okay. uh, what's your role in all this? Sure, my role. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, a large part of my role is educating people, to be honest, on the merits of the technology. Um, so I spend a considerable amount of time, you know, traveling around the world and, and and giving these talks and podcasts and what have you. And I think a lot of people just, you know, much like in the early 90s, they didn't really understand the, mm-hmm. the technological advancement of the internet and what that would do for us as a society. And so I'm, I'm you know, explaining that. Um, and then I, BXE Capital, as I had said, it was Colorado's first um you know, digital asset investment fund. So I spend really all of my time managing that fund. Um, and, and these are people, private individuals, businesses, whatever, have put money in and and now are entrusting you the way any mutual fund would sort of work. That's correct. And you're investing on their behalf in digital currency. That's uh, correct. Probably because you know a lot more about it than they, than they do. <laughs> Let's hope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, and how big is your fund? Uh, so we've got about 53 uh, LPs, limited partners in the mm. fund right now. Mm. So we can have up to 99. Um, we're kind of limited by the SEC on mm-hmm. how many accredited investors we can have in the fund. Oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, tell us what's happening in Colorado around blockchain. Oh, my goodness. starting to hear, yeah. A lot. You know, so Jared Polish, Polis is, is really uh, crypto friendly. So he's... He put together a, a blockchain council of like 17 people to 
to work with the state regulators on um, creating uh, friendly r- legislation mm-hmm. to support, uh, you know, the adoption, the evolution of this technology. So he's been, the Colorado as a whole has been a very warmly received state mm. with regard to this technology, which is great. Why does and Colorado so- need to have adoption of blockchain? <laughs> any, you know, is this, is this for the state to begin to take a look at using it internally? Well, th- think about um, from a standpoint of bringing jobs and mm-hmm. revenue, right. right? So think about what the internet did, how many jobs right. the internet created. Well, why created. does the state have to care about it? Is this for incentives or for- it, Yeah, incentives to, yeah, so, yeah. so that, that groups like myself, right, mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. come and, and set up shop and employ people and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and utilize Colorado as their home. And I think a lot of the, the, the state and federally, these governments are realizing that, look, this is a, this is big. This is as big as the internet, if not mm-hmm. bigger. And yeah, they need yeah. to, they need to support the, the infrastructure and they need to prevent, to allow for this technology to evolve yeah. and grow. It seems a bit like a, land rush. It is. You know, in a way. It really is. You know? I mean, it is. You're seeing a lot of people jockeying for a position, setting up shop. But it's even so much faster up. than the internet. Well, here's why. So the internet took about 30 years to really get to full maturation. And that it took that long because there was a lot of infrastructure that had to be built out. You had to put up the satellites. You had to create the smartphones. You had to lay the fiber optic cables, right? That takes a long time. With blockchain technology, it's essentially just software, mm-hmm. right? So software. Mm-hmm. So that you're going to see hyper growth and it ha- will happen a lot faster mm-hmm. than the internet did mm-hmm. because it's just software. Mm. It's an exciting time. It is. It's yeah, a very yeah. exciting time. Well, I think... Um, <laughs> I beat this this topic pretty well, <laughs> and uh, and I think I have a way better understanding than I did getting started. Good. I think so. Good, yeah, Dan. finally, excellent. It's um, it's a confoundingly complex topic. I found um, because the people who understand it can't generally talk about it very well. And uh, so thank you very much. I'm going to wrap up. And uh, I'm your host, Dave Tabor, uh, for Proco 360's Pro Business Colorado. And today you've been listening to my conversation with Josh Finkelman, co-founder and managing partner of BXE Capital. Josh, thanks again for helping to decrypt this whole notion of crypto and and blockchain. Thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate it. And uh, to listeners, thanks for joining me on Proco 360, where we say live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast. And if you feel like you finally finally have figured out blockchain, please uh, submit a review for this podcast. Thanks again to show sponsors, MicroStar Keg Logistics, Community Banks of Colorado, and the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. And thanks to show engineer Mike here at Third and James Studios. That's the show, Live, Work, Love, Colorado. Mm-hmm.